Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my pundits this week, Katie Midwinter and Liz Batchelor, as we preview the main ITV action at Sandown and at Wincanton. Before we get into the action, let's see how Katie and Liz are. Katie, I'll come to you first. How are things with you? I'm very well, thank you. I've just been enjoying a couple of days off and uh, looking forward to the action at the weekend. Yeah, it's not a bad little card at Sandown. Some quality on offer. And how about you, Liz? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Um, trying to get through dry January and it's only the 5th of the month, so good luck to me. Uh, I did make it to Newbury on New Year's Eve during the festive period, which is good, albeit very damp. Um, but good to see Grumpy Charlie um, get the win. Uh, but otherwise, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully uh, you can make it. There's only, what is it now, 26 more days to go until you can have a drink. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, just uh, stay with it. Anyway, enough chit-chat. Let's get into the business end of things. You all want to know what we fancy over the weekend. And the first race we're going to preview is the 115 at Sandown. It's the Reed Nicky Henson's Unibet Blog Handicap Chase, a Class 3 contest. And Jeremond is your favourite for Venetia Williams at 15 to 8. We've then got PJB at 5 to 1 for Richard Spencer. Scipion for Tom Lacey at 6s. Certainly Red at 7s. Precious Eleanor at 10s. Sopen 4 at 10s. And bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here first, um, Katie. Uh, the market is shaped uh, around Jeremond for Venetia Williams. Is he a favourite we want to be um, taking on, or do we think he's going to get the job done? I'm going to take him on. Uh, I quite like the look of PJB for Richard Spencer. He has some decent form over similar trips. And uh, I like his run at Huntington just over a year ago when he was third to Balco Coastal. He finished ahead of Gentleman at Arms there, who was second in a grade one at Aintree at the end of the season. And um, PJB then at this track, he finished fifth behind Complete Unknown, Marble Sands, some decent horses there uh, who have potential. I don't think the form is too bad at all. And I'd say he could be capable of more. My biggest worry with him is the ground. I'm not sure that soft ground is his ideal. Um, but at this stage, it's difficult to predict exactly what the ground will be like at Sandman on Saturday. But I am going to take a chance on him because there wasn't really another horse in the race that was catching my eye. Um, the favourite that you mentioned, he could progress. But um, I didn't want to be backing him £10 higher. Um, off a mark of one, two, four. I'd just rather watch him and see how he gets on. I thought certainly Red was quite interesting. He has snippets of decent form, but um, he's up in class and he may be fine wanting. So I'm going to go for PJB in hoping that the ground isn't too testing. Okay, PJB is for Katie. How about you though, Liz? Um, are you in agreement with Katie or are you going to uh, go for something else? Uh, go for something else. I actually like the mare in this, despite her top weight um, of Precious Eleanor. And the drop back in trip to two mile four should be the key. Um, she'd been winning really well before her last run over three miles, which I think just proved too far. She has won a listed class one at Cheltenham in April, winning by 15 lengths over this distance. Uh, she kept on strongly in the mare, in a mare's race there. And she's only been up against the boys a handful of times for some good seconds. She does seem to like better ground, um, but she has been placed in heavy. Um, I think it is obviously going to be fairly soft on Saturday. Henry Daly's on a 30, 31% strike rate, um, and I'd like to see it go well. 
Okay, so there's like some uh, precious Eleanor. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I do like the favourite here, Jeremond. I think the win last time out of Subble reads quite well. The second Arjet of the Skeletons went up to follow up at uh, um, Leicester over Christmas. So I do think there could be a little bit more to come from him. He has shown form in the past in testing conditions. He was previously raced in France and he won at Poe in really deep ground. So I don't think that should be a problem for him. I think he's on an upward curve. And I think if there is a horse potentially ahead of their mark, it could be him. So I'm siding with the favourite. KE siding with PJB. And uh, Liz is taking um, the 10 to 1 about Precious Eleanor. Okay, we now move on to the 150 at Sandown. It's the Union Bet Horse Race betting operator of the year handicap chase and corrigan rock is your favorite along with gray diamond at 11 to 4 we've then got ferrero bamboo at 7 to 2 the last day at uh, 7 to 1 dreams of hope at 11s excitations at 14s and gladiator allen the outsider at 25s uh liz this looks a tricky uh little race on paper um, do we have a strong fancy in this uh, it is a tricky look race. I did have a good look at this one. Um, and I think Corrigine Cor Rock is really progressive, um, which is no surprise to see a favourite in this. Uh, kept on strongly to win last time out here at Sandown last month, where he was 9-4 to favourite over the same distance, 4 miles 7.5. Stepping up in class is obviously more of a test, but a test that he should pass. He's £5 better off than the favourite Grey Diamond, and I really like him. Okay, so Corrigine Rock it is for Liz. How about you, Katie? Do we think uh, the Northern Raiders going to get it done? No, I'm going to take him on with a horse in here that I love. The last day for Evan Williams, who's clearly had his issues. He'd only been seen twice in two years before he made his race cross return last January at Haydock, where he fell at the last when travelling strongly, carrying top weight and soft ground. He then went to Aintree for the Red Rem Handicap Chase, which he won in really good fashion, beating Dancing on My Own. And the pair were well clear of the likes of Shake Him at Parry, um, Sky Pirate, Fugitive, and Ferro Bamboo, who was a distance behind in ninth. I think he's got the best form in the race and he's a classy horse. You know, we haven't seen him as often as we'd have liked, but hopefully he'll stay sound and he'll be running more often from now on. He is five pounds higher this time around. Didn't really run well when rated one four two in the past and he runs here off one four one. But I do think he's worth taking a chance on. He does carry top weight, but he has done so effectively before. Um, and as I said, he's coped with soft ground. So I think he's got a good chance. He, he run well, runs well fresh, and I would love to see him win. Okay, the last day is for Katie. I'm going to go with another Venetia horse here, Ferrero Bamboo, previous course and distance winner. Not been seen since uh, he was finishing fourth at Ascot in November. He's had a little bit of a break since then, but I think the key to him is testing conditions. He had some really good form to his name last year, and even his fourth on his, like I say, his last run at Ascot reads quite well. Boot Hill, the winner of Harry Fry, subsequently went on to win uh, the Grade 2 uh, Novice Chase at um, Kempton uh, over Christmas and I just think he could be the class edge in this race and I'm expecting Venetia to get a winner here so again we're all in disagreement I'm with Ferrero Bamboo Liz is with the co-favourite Corrigine Rock 
and Katie likes Evan Williams is the last day. We now move on to the feature race on the card, which is the 225 Unibet Tolworth Novices Hurdle, a grade one contest, and Tamouris is your favourite two to one. We've then got Authorised Speed at nine to four, Arctic Brazil, the Irish Raider for Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore at 10 to three, Astro Boy at 18s, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, uh, this looks quite an interesting race on paper. Uh, some lightly race types, some horses that have got some good form next to their name. How do we think uh, it will unfold? Yeah, it is. Um, I had a, a look at this race in depth, but I, I don't think it's the easiest race to predict at all. It might not have the like of Constitution Hill in here, but I think it's a competitive Tolworth hurdle, despite the absence of Lucia. Authorised Speed is probably the one to beat if he gets his desired ground. I think he has the best form in the race, especially that champion bumper form. And his two wins since have been really impressive as well. Tamuras is interesting, but I'm not sure how good his form is yet. He could show a lot of improvement, um, which it looks like that he will, because you know he's quite short in the market. But I'd side with authorised speed in a match between the two, and I think 9-4 to four could be a decent price for him. We don't know how good Arctic Brazil is yet, but Henry de Bromed has been having a few more winners of late, so the yard could be coming into form. He might be a big danger in the field. But he wasn't faultless when he ran at Cork um, to win his maiden, and I'd say he'd have to clean up on his hurdling if he's, if he's going to be winning graded races. With eight runners in the race, I will give a mention to Colonel Harry, who is best priced at 30 to 1 um, currently. He's made two starts for Jamie Snowden after winning his point to point. Was actually unlucky not to win two points to points because he fell at the last run clear in his first run. He was well beaten by Mufasa on his debut under rules. Um, I don't think Mufasa is a bad horse at all. He then ran over course of distance, made all and run with these, uh, stayed on strongly, having sweated badly prior to the race. And um, I think there could be more to come from him. He does have a bit to find on ratings, but uh, he could be one to sneak into the places if some of the others don't find what's expected of them. So I will give a shout to Colonel Harry from an each-way perspective, but um, I would say that Authorised Speed is the likeliest winner. Okay, Authorised Speed then it is for Casey. How about you, Liz? Are you in agreement, or have you found something else, uh, maybe a bigger price for the listeners? Um, I'm not in an agreement, but still not at a bigger price. But um, yeah, it's a shame that Lucia isn't in this. Uh, I think she she uh, scoped uh, dirty earlier on in the week. Uh, but Nikki Nikki does have a great record in this race, including last year's winner um, and now the champion hurdle favourite, Constitution Hill. And this race has even seen Desert Orchid win it back in 1984, which is actually even before my time. Well, if anyone says anything, um, it tends to attract the best young horses in training. It might hold a few clues for the Supreme novices at the festival, and it's genuinely a tricky one, as Katie said. Um, with with some horses having uh, more experience than others, Authorized Speed is the favourite. Tends to race keenly, and I think a few people held their breath on his last run at Sandown where he ploughed through that last hurdle. Um, but I've gone with the Irish Raider of Arctic Brazil, which is where I'm going. Um, now, he's only had one race under rules, uh, beating the short favourite Mercury by five and a half lengths. But I thought it was so impressive that he definitely has more to come. Um, he won that despite his jumping being a bit iffy, and he could do his settling better. But you see, he's had a powerful enough engine to do well. Okay, Arctic Brazil, it is for Liz. Um, yeah, this is a really tricky race. I've been debating this all day and the one i keep coming back to and i just think is a good each way price because we've got the dead eight runners here is uh the astro boy 
for Evan Williams. Evan Williams wouldn't normally throw his horses uh, in the deep end unless he thought they had a really good chance. We've seen them over the last few years uh, at this track have some good days. Esprit de Large won uh, a grade one over fences for him. Um, we saw Stargate as well win a grade two novice hurdle here. So he does tend to um, have some of his better days at this track. And the Astro boy is uh, really interesting. He actually beat Tamora's in his bumper when he was unfancied in the market that day at 25 to 1. He then was seen winning again at Foss Lass on his hurdles debut 43 days ago. I just think there's an interesting move here. He has been nibbled out in the market. He's now 18. He was bigger than 25 earlier today. I just think maybe there shouldn't be much between him and Tamores on that on their bumper form. And if there is maybe a, a horse that's going under the radar, it could be him. So again, we're all going for, for different options here. Uh, Katie likes authorised speed. Liz likes Arctic Brazil and I like Lastro Boy. We then go on to the three o'clock, which is a very interesting competitive heat. It is the Unibet Veterans Handicap Chase Series Final and Ramesses de Tele is your favourite for David Piper at 11 to 2. We've then got Snow Leopardess at 13 to 2. Prime Venture, who won this race last year, back down to his winning mark at 8 to 1. Saint Xavier at 17 to 2. Kustar Civilar at 10s. Baliandi at 12s. Bigger are the rest. Liz, um, you can have first say here. Uh, quite a few uh, favourites in this race. Um, do you have uh, one that you like to maybe an each way price for the listeners? It is an each way price, and I do love a veterans race, as I've said before. Um, this is for horses over 10 years old and seemingly still enjoying racing, but um, obviously not in their prime, sounds like me. Um, so they've all got experience, and some there's some really nice old favourites in here. Um, it's a field of 18, like you say, and you could make a case for most of them. But the one I keep circling back to for some each way money is Chirico Vallis, who I think is currently 16. Um, last seen a third of seven at Weatherby for his first start this season. So you could put a line under it. But his last five runs, um, Reed third, pulled up third, third, and a win in a class two. However, he does stay the three miles and he jumps fairly well. Ground is okay. He will finish his race, and I think he'll go well. Okay, Shariko Vallis, it is for Liz. How about you, Katie? Um, between Ramses Detay and Snow Leopardess here, I think Ramses Detay is having a second run following a wind up. That's usually the time I like to back the horse. Uh, but he was very impressive when he was last seen on soft ground at Warwick. Six pounds higher here, but I think he's got a good chance again, and he has run off a higher mark in the past. Snow Leopardess, she's likely to get her ground. She needs testing conditions to be seen for anything near her best. She didn't get that in the Grand National, and she was unlucky to be pulled up at Warwick on her reappearance, and I think you can put a line through that run. She ran okay at Aintree last time, but it wasn't soft enough for her. Her record over this kind of trip on soft ground is very good, and I think she's the bet in the race, um, with Ramses Tatey being the biggest danger. I will also give a shout to Run to Milan at a decent each way price. I think he's around 20 to 1. His best form is at Exeter, but he seems to love it there. But um, he hasn't been quite as prolific in recent runs on left-handed tracks, and he may be able to give a better showing of himself this time around. But Sandman can be tough. He does often run well at this time of year too, um, and his run behind Win My Wings was very good last January, so he might be one to consider away from the favourite. 
Okay, a few uh, selections there uh, and thoughts from Katie on the Veterans final. Uh, the one I quite liked in here um, does have to bounce back from a disappointing run last time out, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if this has been the plan, is uh, Kustar Savola. Again, another Venetia, who seems like I'm going Venetia crazy uh, on this episode of the podcast. But I just think Kustar Savola now, he's down to the mark of um, 127, and I just think he badly needed the run last time out he hadn't been seen for uh, 18 months but I think on some of his old form he's got a good chance a couple of years ago he was seen uh, running here in a really competitive handicap chase behind Daisha Abba um, he was only beaten four and a half lengths on that occasion I just think he's a horse that could have maybe one last uh, song and dance uh, to his career he's a winner of the Altma handicap if you go back for his form when he was previously trained by Nick Williams I just think it's really interesting that he's been kept in training I think the ground shouldn't be a problem for him he's got a nice low racing weight you're getting 10 to 1 I think he's potentially very well handicapped and he just might have some younger legs against some of these rivals which maybe could tell in the closing stages and I, I think he's a bit overpriced there but uh, uh, yeah that's uh, our thoughts then on the veterans final a very tricky race and good luck to you if you find the winner uh, of the three o'clock so we go to the last race we're going to look at Sandown now which is the 335 and JLo is your favorite for Venetia Williams at 7 to 2 lightly squeezed for Harry Fry at 4 to 1 ICO at 9 to 2 in the air at 7 to 1 Dr TJ Eckelberg at 9s and bigger are the rest KT uh the JLo um Horster uh started off quite well when he won at Exeter but was overturned last time uh, uh, as an odds-on favourite, one to three at Haydock in, in a small, uh, small, small field event. But um, is he a horse that we think could bounce back, or do we want to take him on? Yeah, he could bounce back, but I couldn't really make a strong case for him. So I've looked elsewhere, and there's a horse in here that's really caught my eye um, at forty to one. He's one of the outsiders of the field, Band of Outlaws. He was formerly with Joseph O'Brien. He's actually Joseph's first festival winner. Um, he now makes his first start for Ben Haslam. He's only an eight-year-old, but um, he won the Fred Winter, the Boodles, at the Cheltenham Festival back in 2019. He's only been seen once in the past year and a half in a flat handicap at the Curragh. He wasn't disgraced. He finished a couple of lengths behind Echoes in Rain, and he has run in much tougher races than this in the past, and his form was very good as a youngster. He's carrying top weight here, um, and he's you know, obviously a really big price, so he might need a run, or he might not be the same horse that he once was. But he does have a lot of class, and he runs in the J.P. McManus colours, and I was thinking he could be able to rediscover something and outrun his, his massive odds. I was struggling to find a really strong fancy elsewhere. Um, ICO is probably worth giving another chance to for Paul Nichols, but um, you know, this source has shown so much ability in the past and that the prices I'd rather be taking a chance on Band of Outlaws. It might be worth watching him see how he gets on, if he still enjoys his racing and if he still has some ability. But he's such an interesting runner given what he has achieved. And I think he's worth giving a mention to um, at least. So Band of Outlaws, one of the outsiders of the field for me. Yeah, it's a long journey down from uh, Ben Has Haslam's northern base. He'd normally run these horses that join his yard. Uh, some of the JP castoffs um, normally run them up north. So it's interesting that they've decided to come all the way down here. Maybe the handicap mark's too high for them to run them up north, and that's why it's come down. But if he was to bounce back to some of his older form at 40-1, to 1, yeah, that could be a big price there. Do we have anything in that ballpark, Clears, or are we sticking to maybe more the top of the market? 
Yeah, I've gone straight to the top of the market, so I am sticking with the Jello. Um, and yeah, showed a lot of promise, as you said, Chris, coming over here from from France. Um, one on his first time out here in November in some style was raised seven pounds, and then his run ten days later was uh, wasn't as fruitful, be it beaten into second as as the one to three favourite. Um, but in that race, he he wasted a lot of his energy pulling hard. So I think if he can get that sorted, um, he'll he'll he will be thereabouts. Okay, Liz is siding with the favourite Dejelo. The one I quite like, uh, you mentioned him, Katie, is ICO. I just think uh, here for Mark of 131, he could have a lot of uh, untapped potential. I like these angles uh, with Paul Nichols when he has these uh, younger horses and he, and he runs them in uh, in handicaps. Uh, made a really pleasing start to his career when he won um, the juvenile hurdle on the card at Kempton at Christmas. Um, that was a good run. He then probably was a little bit outclassed. Cheltenham wasn't his track when he finished fourth behind the Pied Piper. But then I think he put up a good effort against uh, the elders um, when he finished fourth um, in the Dovecote behind Risk, who's, who's no mark. I think off a mark one three one, he could be very interesting. I think he's likely to go forward as well. Won't mind the ease and conditions. I think he could just get an easy, uncontested lead. And if he does, I think he could be dangerous. And yeah, he, he's one of my stronger plays of the day. So I'm with ICO. This is with the favourite JLo. And uh, Katie's going to take a chance on one of the outsiders of the field, Band of Outlaws at 40 to 1. So that is the card. For ITV's uh, racing at Sandown covered, we're now going to look at a few races at Wincanton that are on the the main box. And the first one we're going to look at is the 130. It is the Virgin Bet handicap chase, and Celeb de Alain is your favourite at 11 to 4. We then got Alix de Nuts at 9 to 2, along with Kiltili Briggs, Mazer de Zoba at fives, Magic Satan 13 to 1, and Galahad Quest is the outsider at tens. Uh, Liz, come to you here first. You can give. You have to say. I think all of these horses are chance. But which one did you like? Well, I think the celebrate Allen is too short. Um, Philip Hobbs still not having the best of times. He's had one winner out of thirty in the past fourteen days. Um, so my selection is the outsider of the lot, and that is Galahad Quest. Um, sliding down the weights to not a workable mark. Last seen in November at Cheltenham in a Grade Three, coming ninth of fourteen. However, the vet did report an irregular heartbeat. Um, but he has shown bits of form. Hasn't recorded a win in some time. I think it was February 21 when his, when his last win was. So I think he's just due one. Um, so Galahad Quest for me. Okay, so Liz is going to go with the outsider Galahad Quest. How about you though, Katie? Who did you like in this race at Wincanton? I'm quite keen on the favourite here, Celebrate Alain for Philip Hobbs. I, I see what Liz is saying at the angle of the yard form. It isn't the best. But this horse, I think he could, you know, win despite that. He recorded a hat-trick of wins at the start of last season before he ran in the Grade 3 handicap at Cheltenham. Finished a respectable fifth there, but, uh, you know, he was staying on well. And I think these are calmer waters. He finished fourth on reappearance over three miles, which was probably a bit too far for him, and he's back down in trip here. He is three pounds higher than his last winning mark, running off 138. Um, I think he's the one to beat. Okay, so a uh, difference of opinions here. Uh, the one I like is Mezir de Zobo. Um, he's a horse that unfortunately has had a lot of problems uh, for Alan King, but on his day, he was undoubtedly very, very talented. Um, 
he was last seen finishing third behind Long Press, uh, where he was a bit unlucky that day. He's not been, like I say, seen for over a year. But I just think if he retains any of his old class, a mark of 140 could be an absolute gift. He's been dropped £7 since he was last seen at a race course. But if you go through uh, some of his earlier form, he's got absolutely tons of class from his uh, hurdling days. He's placed in Grade 1 company. I just think over fences he beat protector as well when he won uh over this course and distance so i just think there could be more to come from him maybe if he has got one last day in him and yeah in the race of this nature i think he's overpriced and uh, i think he could be potentially well supported on the day so that's our thoughts then on the first race we're looking at win canton the next race we go to is the 205 which is the virgin bet fives handicap chase and desk Delille is your favourite for Venetia Williams at 15 to 8. In turn to Civilo next in at 4 to 1. Not available at 5s. Another cricket at 6s. Midnight Mitch at 8s. Quarter the King at 20s. Along with Native Robin. Um, Katie, I'll come to you here first. Desta Lille, it looks like he's turned a, a little bit of a corner going for the hat trick. Do we think he'll get it done here? I'm going to oppose him. I'm really keen on Matt Shepard's not available. I thought he ran a fantastic race at Newbury on New Year's Eve. Uh, I backed him at a big price that he went off at around 18 to 1, I think. He was off the bridle early on, but Sam Tristan Davies gave him a brilliant ride. He kept going, kept persevering, and he managed to stay on to finish third when others were struggling, having travelled into the race much more smoothly than Not Available did. I think the handicapper has been quite kind to him as well, dropping him £2 for that. So he's running off a mark of 118 here. I think he could be really well handicapped and he's probably one of my strongest fancies on the day on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to seeing him run again and hopefully he can go a couple of places better this week. And it is a quick turnaround, but he's dealt with that in the past and he might be a horse that, you know, if he's in form and enjoying his racing, then it's best for him to run on track. And I think he's got an excellent chance. Okay, uh, Kate's quite sweet on the chances then of not, of not available. How about you, Liz? Who did you like in this one? Uh, I genuinely don't don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm basing this purely on his last two win where he just held on by a nose at Ludlow, um, and that is the favourite Des de Um He has one on soft. His last class three win in November again at Ludlow was one well by 17 lengths. Shane Quinnan takes three off. But I'd also like to mention Corto the King. He's got the ability and is a big price. Uh, but yeah, not completely bowled over by many in this. Yeah, it's quite, I thought, a, a, a tricky race to work out. The one I think maybe is overpriced, probably his best days are behind him now, but I just thought Nate Robin at 21 was interested. He's now uh, £1 below his last win in Mark, but if you look at his win canton form, it's fantastic. The last three visits here, he's won on every single start, and he was actually prices when he won won them. He was 11-2, 9-1, 11-1, um, a horse that's maybe been a little bit underappreciated in his career. I just think this is a little bit easier than what he's dealt with so far this season. He's come down the weights, and I just think Rex Dingle, back on, uh, not been on for a little while, I think uh, I think a, a big run could be on the cards, and I think 20-1 to 1 looks a little bit of a big price. So, again, all in disagreement. Um, Liz is going with the favourite Destiny I'm going the outside, a native Robin. And uh, Katie's quite sweet on the chances of not available to win, uh, to run a big race. Um, the next race we're going to look at, the last race uh, from the ITV action, is the 3.15 at Wincanton. It's the Virgin Bet Handicap Hurdle. And Shashanti Classico, probably pronounced that wrong, is your favourite for Kim Bailey at 11. 
seven to ten. We've then got Jubilee Express next in at seven to two, Sasaiko next in at five, Stoner's Choice at seven to one, and Longshanks is the outsider at twenty-five to one. Liz, five runners here. Um, is it between the the first two in the betting, or did you like something else? Yeah, no, I think it's between the, fir the first two. And I'd like to be clear that my selection is not helping me with Dry January um, and with a name like Chianti Classico. Uh, but I think he should get the job done here. Last time he won by eight and a half lengths at market, raising all good to soft, kept on strongly in that. And again, it checks them in October, beating the favourite Henry II, who has just won a grade two chase at Sandown in December. So there is some form there. Chianti sticking to hurdles, but he should win this. Um, and I can see why he's a clear favourite. Okay, Liz likes the Kim Bailey train favourite, Shianti Classico. Um, how about you, Katie? In agreement, do we think the jolly takes this? For the first time this evening, I am in agreement with Liz. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm completely with Shianti Classico here for Kim Bailey and David Face. I think he has the best form coming into the race, bidding for a three-timer. Um, and I particularly like his maiden win at Chapstow in October, as Liz mentioned, where he beat um, Henry II. I think Henry II is a really promising horse. He beat authorised speed in a bumper last season. and He's around 20 to 1 for the Ballymore. Nichols and Harry Goblin have both spoken highly of him. So I think it's a really good form line for Chianti Classico, uh, who made light work of the opposition at Market Raisin when last seen. He's the one to beat. I'd be keen to stick with him. I think he's a really solid bet. And Jubilee Express has an engagement at Ludlow tomorrow. So I don't know if he'll be taking that up or running here on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, he could come out and, and that would make it even more, I think, in Gianti Fatico's favour. He also has proven um, form on soft, so I think, yeah, Gianti Fatico is a solid bet on Saturday. Okay, Liz and Katie are going with a favourite. I'm not going to make it a full house. I'm just going to give a tentative vote to Sasaiko, a horse that I put up last time and he, he fell at Banger on D in a really competitive uh, novices handicap chase. Brownie was then sidelined for a, a sideline for a few for a few weeks. But I just think he's interesting coming back over hurdles. Off a marker one three eight, Angus Chalida takes five off. I just think if this is a tactical race, it might just suit him. He was a really good novice hurdler as a juvenile, um has clearly had his issues, but if he He's in any near the form he was when he was a juvenile hurdler. I think he could have some unfinished business. Obviously, this will probably be a confidence booster for him, but I think five to one. I don't think that looks a bad price at all. And if there is maybe a fly in the moment to the favourite, it could be Sasaiko. So, yeah, um, looks like the favourite's got a good chance, but yeah, I'm just going to give uh, my, my uh, if I was having five in the race, I'd put it on psycho so that's our thoughts then on all the itv action this is now the part of the podcast where we look elsewhere for the weekend and i know you had one fancy in particular at court katie yeah there's a horse that i follow that's in my track of running at cork on saturday in 322 handicap chase his name is bali adam destiny for dennis hogan he has five pounds claimer daniel king on board he is still a maiden over fences but he often runs a good race in soft ground and I say it should be soft at Cork. He will need really testing conditions to be seen to the best of his ability. But he's one to consider each way because he's often available at huge prices and he's carrying almost no weight here. So we don't know the prices yet, but if he is a, a double figure price, I think he's a good each way shout. 
Okay, one to follow then uh, from Katie. So that rounds off this episode of the In the Saddle podcast. Thanks again to Katie and Liz for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this week. Before we sign off, please remember to follow us on all the major podcast podcast platforms. We're available to listen to on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple. You can follow us on socials as well. We're available on TikTok, Insta and Twitter. And that's all I've got to say. So please gamble responsibly and we'll see you again soon. (laughs) 